0: Hey Logo Geeks, Ian Padgett here and on this week's episode I'm going to be interviewing Miles Mendoza to talk about his work with Disney, Star Wars, Marvel and more. But before we dive into the interview I want to give a shout out to FreshBooks who has sponsored this season of the podcast. FreshBooks is an invoicing and accounting software specifically for small business owners to help us be more organized. For example, you can create and send branded invoices in less than 30 seconds and get them paid quickly too with the automated online payment feature. If you'd like to try it out for yourself, you can do that with a free 30-day trial just by heading over to freshbooks.com forward slash logo geek and enter logo geek and how did you hear about a section to get started. So as mentioned this week, I'm excited to be interviewing Mars Mendoza, a graphic designer based in San Diego, where he works as art director at Hero Design, a three person agency. He works on, on logo designs, brand guidelines and packaging for some of my favorite companies including Hasbro, Marvel, Disney, Star Wars and more. In this interview we learn how Mars became a graphic designer, how he got his job at Hero, how they're able to work with these big brands, his design process and more. It's a real jam-packed episode with loads of great advice so I hope that you'll really enjoy this. So let's jump straight into the interview. Here is Mars Mendoza.
1: Before I even got into design I originally wanted to be an architect Uh, when I was probably senior in high school. I I took drafting and um, you know I really thought it was fun to kind of design layouts of houses and foundations and stuff but I when I kinda looked into how much math you really need to know for, you know, architecture, I was like, ooh, I'm gonna pass because I'm terrible (laughs) at math. Um and but I I knew that I wanted to do some kind of art because I've I've been sketching since I was a little kid. I used to, you know, draw logos in my notebooks just because I thought it was fun. Um and it would be logos like like my favorite skateboard brands. And uh, I actually used to, if I would my dad would get me a toy or something It's so weird, but I would actually cut out the logo of the toy and just keep it for whatever reason. Like I had no, you know, I just thought it was cool. And fast forward to today. It's so funny that that's what I ended up being in the industry for, but, but yeah, so, so my first semester in college, I took a a very basic design course, kind of opened my eyes to what Photoshop was following semester. I started taking illustrator at the same time, I got a job at a silkscreen company just doing kind of just basic t-shirt graphics for, for customers that wanted to come in and, you know, have like a saying on a shirt. And so for about a month straight, when I started that job, it was, you know, eight hours of or, you know, it'd be like two hours of school, followed by eight hours of work. And then I'd come home for another two, three hours in design just, you know, because I had just gotten into it. And it was so fascinating to me. And I was just so fascinated with Illustrator, and when I kind of had that epiphany of like, "Oh, this is what you know people use to make logos," I was like, "Dude, I, you know what can I make?" You know, and so, so I worked for the Silk Screen Company for about four years, and then um, towards the end of me being at that community college, I got an internship with an actual design agency, and they specialized in like like skateboard graphics um, motocross helmets, toy logos, pretty much anything and everything. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, this, like, I want to do this kind of work. So, you know, the, unfortunately, you know, I had a pretty shitty (laughs) portfolio at the time. Um, but, uh, as most of us do, and we're starting out, but for whatever reason, they saw something in my work. I interned for three months, um, got hired after three months on kind of a part-time basis. And then, uh, shortly after, worked there for three years full-time. Uh, and then after three years, uh, there, was, there was two owners of that company, and there was about nine designers total. And uh, after I had been there, they had been in business for a while, but um, the, the two owners didn't really agree you know, on just several different things. And so they actually dissolved the company. And so I was kind of like, wow, I had this dream job, and now I'm kind of – back to square one, you know, like, you know, and it, and it wasn't like I had a lot of experience in freelance work. Cause I was so focused on, you know, being in an actual studio and doing really fun projects like that. So for me, I was like, like, damn, what, you know, what, what am I going to do right now? I got to figure out how to, you know, either get another job real quick or figure out this freelance thing. So fortunately um, one of the owners um, who's my boss now, he he came to me and uh, my co-worker Raul and said you know hey kind of sucks the way that went down I didn't want it to be like that but I actually want to start another studio here in San Diego and I was like yeah like you know let's talk about it so so we talked about what we wanted to do type of work we wanted to do and you know it's pretty much history after that and you know four years later here we are you know just cranking out tons of work and having fun and getting into all kinds of shenanigans.
0: <laughs> wow. What an amazing story. Obviously uh, a scary time that the business collapsed, but it's really cool to hear that um, uh, a few of you, who I assume was probably the best of the team anyway, could band together to create a really cool company. It's it's awesome.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it was definitely a scary time. I mean, I've, I've heard some other people tell stories that I personally feel are far scarier than mine but i mean you know it's it's pretty scary feeling when you know you find out that day like oh by the way you don't have a job anymore you're just kind of like yeah well that sucks (laughs) it (laughs) really does
0: i'm glad it worked out for you totally anyway one of the big topics i'd love to talk about if you're able to is um at hero you guys are working with some really big names i mean we're talking hasbro marvel disney star wars I'm a big Star Wars fan myself and I can see that you guys are too. So this client list, I can see it's, um, it's basically the clients of your dreams. So how are you guys, and we're talking just three of you, mm-hmm. how are you able to attract all of these big companies?
1: Uh, well, so first of all, may the force be with you. <laughs> uh, yeah I'm a huge Star Wars fan I'm glad to hear that you are too I know John yeah, yeah. is for it shout out by the way shout out to Jonathan from Logo Inspirations that's the, that's the homie <laughs> but so, so when I worked the first studio I worked at um, which actually Raul worked there too so that's kind of how I knew him um, so Raul and I have been working together for seven years um, but when I worked for that studio we had some of those clients like I was already doing you know, we were working on projects for Hasbro and Hot Wheels and, you know, Barbie and, uh, you know, Star Wars projects and stuff. So when we started this new studio, you know, we had some of those same contacts to kind of build off of. But, you know, on the other hand, it was like, well, we still have to find new clients to kind of build up what we have and um, just to kind of expand and really kind of try to establish ourselves so so fortunately we did have we did have some contacts previously but you know it was really cool actually the first big client that we had when we started hero and and we actually got this client before we had even moved into a new office was nickelodeon And I was like, dude, like I had never (laughs) thought I would be doing Nickelodeon stuff. I think think
0: we we need to know how that happened because like like you said, the, the previous agency that you worked at clearly... Worked with some of mm-hmm. these big names already, and you did have right. some contacts. was you able to show them any of the work that you did at that previous agency to get that job but I mean it'd be really yes. good if you could talk through how that happened,
1: yeah, so we were able to show previous work that we had done and um and so when the when the the two owners um kind of split ways and and Hill yeah. started um hero hill's my boss now um he was already kind of in talks with I think doing doing this project for nickelodeon which ended up being uh the package design for the second ninja turtles movie the live action nice. and so he had already been in contact with him about doing that and in the middle of you know that project being accepted was when the company closed and so you know it, it kind of had already started to to kind of gain some traction and then the company closed and closed up shop but he was still in contact with them, and so, you know, we were we were like, you know, yeah, we'll, we're super down to do this project. Let us find a studio first to work at. You know, <laughs> it was like, but cool uh, so I fortunately- mean,
0: I, I guess I guess they was actually aware that the the the, the company had closed down, and you guys were just starting up on your own. I guess they was aware mm-hmm. of that situation.
1: Yeah. So we they had kind of. Uh, been notified that you know some changes were happening and so that it's cool was that
0: they was able to kind of go along with it and um, understand the, the whole situation it's amazing totally
1: no totally and I you know I give it up to the people that we worked with um, which one of the guys actually we worked with his name's um, Anthony Petri um, I don't know if you've seen his work. His his tag is uh, Zombie Bacon's on Instagram. I'm not
0: familiar with him myself, but what I would do is in the show notes for this, all of the names that you mentioned, what I'll do is I'll link to their website, so anyone that's listening to this, they can go and check out yeah. their work, and I'll make sure to do that after this as well.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Solid. Solid illustrator, and he he was kind of uh, providing the art direction on that project, and so it was kind of cool to work with him. And we've seen him over the years at Comic Con and. Um, he designs a lot of the um uh, the Nickelodeon displays that are at comic-con like the physical things that you walk through really cool um but aside from that um yeah so so fortunately we were able to to get that project going and they trusted us that you know we knew what we were doing because we did um and so it was a little bit of a time period where we were like man we gotta We got into, you know, just kind of an introductory studio, super small at the time, but we just kind of needed somewhere to put our computers and, you know, just to start. Um, and so I think about a month later, we, what was it? We, we got a job with MTV to do a style guide for a TV show called the Shannara Chronicles, which I think has been canceled, (laughs) but at the time it was, it was kind of a, it was kind of big time. So, um, And and I'll just kind of preface this. I'd say most of the work that we do is all through reference. You know, it's all kind of through word of mouth. Um, And you know, a lot of the work that we show on our website is stuff that we want to work on. And I think you had mentioned that in one of the other podcasts too about you know it's really important to show the kind of work that you want to do. And and that's exactly what we do. You know, we love the industry that we're in, and so. Um, I think that's how we were able to attract, you know, bigger clients now, such as like, you know, we work with Warner brothers. Um, who else we don't work for? We just did some work for HMH, which was a new rebrand of Carmen San Diego, which is kind of a big popular brand back in the eighties and nineties. And it's on Netflix now, which is cool. Um. Can I ask you,
0: in terms of the work that you're showing to attract the type of client you want, can you give an example of something that you've done to do that?
1: I think, so yes, we, we actually did some work um, for Hasbro um, for G.I. Joe, which right. was, I think initially we kind of did some pro bono work. Um, just to kind of, you know, they asked us to see what it was kind of a specific style, which I can't dive too deep into the specifics of the project, but, um, but I will say that, you know, they kind of asked us, Hey, are you guys able to, to do this type of style of project? And we were like, yeah, totally, you know, let us show you. And so we basically kind of put like a little guide together where we explored icons, badges, type, um, You know utilizing you know the specific style they were asking for and fortunately we were able to get that that project just just by doing that so yeah sometimes it does kind of require a little bit of a you know a little bit of trust on you know both ends of like you know hopefully we're not doing this and it's something that won't be used but um you know a I'd say a lot of the times when we do stuff like that, it does turn into a project just because we're, we are able to do that stuff. And I will say too, it is it is kind of nice that, that clients do ask us instead of assuming like, oh, you know, they they just do toy logos. They probably couldn't do this, you know, super gnarly illustration style. No, we can kind of do it all you know so it is kind of nice when they when they at least ask you know do you think you guys can handle something like this and we're like yeah for sure you know uh toy
0: fairs for example you Mm -hmm. you're obviously specifically targeting toys almost as a niche or um things relevant to things that you've done in in the
1: past how, how are you approaching those shows to, to get potential clients? Yeah. So we, um, so we kind of, we have uh, different design books that we've kind of put together just kind of like a curation of, uh, um, like different projects that we've worked on. And so, and so we, you know, we tend to, to meet up and, you know, kind of show face and shake hands with people that we've worked with, but it's also an opportunity to meet new clients. Um, and, you know, fortunately that's, you know, it's, it's, it's been kind of good for us because we, it just kind of solidifies the relationships that we have with, you know, the people that we work with because, yeah. and, you know, I think a big part of that too is a lot of, I, I think a lot of people would, you know, when you talk about companies like Hasbro or, or Mattel or, you know, Nickelodeon, you tend to think of these companies as, you know, they are multi-million, multi-billion dollar, you know, companies, but the people that work there are people, you know, yeah. they're, they're people just like you and me. And so it's it's kind of nice when you actually get to talk to them and just, you know, go have a beer, or go have dinner with them or something and just talk about stuff not really related to work. You know, it just kind of yeah. grounds everything. And so that's, you know, that's, that's kind of what, what our approach is, is just to kind of say like, you know, hey, what's up? How's everything going? How's the show? You know good to see you guys type thing and um you know it's you'd, you'd be surprised like that does go a long way and I think it um it's
0: yeah yeah that's really cool definitely a, a nice approach uh, you guys are probably in the best place for that type of thing especially with uh, comic con each year mm-hmm. uh, where I can imagine that you're finding a lot of work too
1: yeah yeah comic con is definitely fun I would say it's a not not so much like finding work at comic-con because yeah. most people go there just to have a good time and see the show yeah, yeah.
0: you just like going as a as a movie fan. yeah
1: and we go i mean fortunately for us because we are a studio we you know we have we get to yeah. go for free yeah Oh wow. <laughs> um nice. and so we yeah so so we get to go every year um we usually go for a couple days and i'll go on the weekend with you know a couple of my friends or something but yeah um yeah those are always fun we always look forward to to go the Comic Con for sure. Brilliant.
0: And um can I just ask you as well? You mentioned about this book thing that you take um to those trade shows when you go. Is that is mm-hmm. that like some kind of brochure that you can hand out to them or are you actually getting like a proper book full of examples of work that you've
1: done? No, it's like an actual book. Yeah, so I you can't see it, but so I'm kinda of holding one in front of me which we just <laughs>
0: It might be worth taking a photo if you can. If if you don't mind taking a photo and send it over, I can put one in in the show notes for the episode. I'd, I'd love to see it oh, myself. Oh sure.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'll 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 make sure to do that. But uh, yeah. So it's it's pretty much a it's kind of like a booklet. I mean, we're kind of uh we've talked about putting together like a legit you know hardback, fully done yeah. up, hero book of just kind of like a big collection of our work. But we have um we have kind of like these fun, smaller booklets, which are, we have one that's pretty tiny. It's like three by five. And then the other one is, I think this one's like six by nine or something. And it's, you know, it's small enough where you could carry it around or put it in a backpack, but it's also big enough where you actually get to see a good amount of the work. And it basically just showcases some of our favorite projects that we've worked on. Um, and some of them are recent, some of them are older, but, um, we just kind of approach it as you know, this is the type of stuff that we really enjoy, and the type of the type of work that we want to continue to do. And we just kind of give an example of of kind of anything and everything regarding that type of style, and uh, and we we kind of give them out. We have usually have a bunch. Of, I think we ordered like two hundred and fifty of these or three hundred of these, but um, but we give them out to you know clients that already know we do that type of work just to say like oh here's some other stuff we've been working on that was really fun and um and it's also good to give them to people that don't know who you are because you know essentially that's the kind of people that you want to attract is just more clients yeah Um, so that's yeah so our our approach is just you know we we like to design these books to showcase what we enjoy doing and you know we do it in a way where we show our process it shows you'll see you know i'm actually going to send you one oh wow thank Um, you but it showcases sketch work to simple color vectoring to like a f- actual like 3D rendered logo in like Cinema 4D.
0: Hey brilliant. That that sounds amazing. Um so yeah, thank you. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing that and um for those of you who are listening, what I do is I will make sure to include photos in the show notes so that you can see what we're talking about.
1: Sure. Yeah, that sounds great.
0: Cool. I think I think since you just briefly mentioned about process Mm -hmm. that's an area that I'd really like to properly um, discuss with you I know that you guys do a lot of logo design work so could you talk through your logo design process from start to finish and if possible get into the really nitty-gritty details
1: absolutely yeah so um I'll take uh I'm trying to think about a project for well I guess it kind of Pretty much all our logo projects are yeah relatively the same but it it starts with you know the the client approaches us with with kind of an idea of what they want and every project we do we always begin by you know they they usually give us kind of a brief or at least the toy companies we work with they always have to provide a brief but we'll get a brief of the project we'll ask them questions like you know do you want this to feel more aggressive do you want it to feel more playful Do you want, you know, we primarily start out with sketch work unless they ask for otherwise. Um, But the process is we'll kind of pull mood boards for different styles to look for unless they already have a specific one they want. But we'll pull mood, we'll put mood boards together, send it to them, say like, hey, what do you like on this page? Like, what do you like about, you know, do you like the type on this one? Do you like that this logo is sheared? You know, do you like the coloring? So of that this? mood
0: board, are you are you pulling out different examples of work that you've done in the past, or things that you found online, like actually actually showing um, potential logos that that you sourced just to get a kind of look and feel across?
1: Just kind of a you know collection. We have a Raul has kind of curated a huge huge reference folder i mean literally broken down into folders of this folder is all type wow. this folder <laughs> is all like 3d type this folder is logo type styles this logo this folder is flat load you know and so we we kind of have an idea based on the project of what we want it to look like and you know we've pulled reference from you know dribble is a big one that we pull reference from um you know a lot of the the designers and illustrators I follow sometimes I'll see something cool, and be like, Oh, that I wonder if you know if they're looking for something similar to that, or if there's something in there, you know, that maybe the client's referencing or something. And so we try to get them to give us as much info as possible just so that we're not taking a shot in the dark, which yeah, we have done several times, you know, we kind of just throw something at the wall and hope it I sticks. I think we will have. <laughs> oh, for sure. And there's, yeah, it's a bummer too when you, you know, you end up creating like five or six comps and then they're like, yeah, this isn't what we were thinking. You're like, well, what were you thinking? <laughs> you know, like just give us something. But um, yeah, so it starts with, you know, you, we'll throw some mood boards together. They'll come back, give us feedback. We'll start a sketch process and Raw and I will sketch anything from like, I don't know, like five to 12 different sketches of logos just to kind of get something in from there. Um, so
0: that, that sketching process, are you actually presenting sketches to the client? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I've never done that type of thing myself. I've, I've always been concerned that the the client can visualize it in sketch form. Right. I guess what you're doing, I, I think when clients approach you, they seem to have something quite specific in mind, um, especially mm-hmm. based on your past portfolio. So it makes sense for the nature of the projects to actually take that approach.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And it kind of helps too, um, just to kind of weed out ideas that are totally off the map, you know? Yeah. And uh, you know, because like I said, the work that we show on our site is, you know, it's pretty much finished work, you know, approved work and you can kind of see what it is. So I think the majority of the clients that come to us, you know, they look at our website, they know our style, they know that we can execute it. And so we will ask them or preface it with, Hey, what do you think of, you know, showing you sketches for round one? And, you know, a lot of the times they're like, Yeah, that sounds good. Um, But sometimes they do require, you know, black and white, or sometimes they'll be like, No, we need like four fully done concepts or, you know, something like that. So it's kind of a mix. It depends on the project, but. It usually starts with mood boards, sketches, black and white vectors, and then colored mm. versions after that.
0: Amazing! It's 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 interesting to hear how different people work because I've um, a lot of the things I do are quite corporate. So, in in terms of presenting sketches, I would never actually do that. But knowing the type of work that you guys do, I, I totally understand that. So, I mean, in terms of presenting sketches. Are you actually explaining to the client at the beginning that that's what they're going to get at that first stage? And um, in those situations where you said that they want like four fully rendered um, versions, mm-hmm. is that because they kind of come back and said, no, we don't want to see sketches? Are, are you letting the, the, the client guide that aspect of it?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Because, you know, we, we kind of start the project in with with the understanding that they we want to give them something that they can grasp onto right away. Yeah. And, you know, some people can see past a sketch and visualize that, but a lot of people can't. And so for the people that can't, that's why we ask like, Hey, are you cool with seeing sketches first just so we can knock out some ideas? And some people are like, uh, you know, how, you know, can I see black and white vectors first? And we're like, all right, cool. You know, it's, it, it doesn't really matter to us. I mean, we prefer to sketch first, but um, and also depending on the project, I know for for me myself, I do sketch, but Raul is a sketch wizard. Like <laughs> I, I think I mentioned it in um, Jonathan's podcast, but he he sketches stuff that you like, and he does it so fast, like so fast, and like the concepts he comes up with, they're all good. I'm like, dude, they could choose any of these and they would work. Like honestly, he's he's so good. Um, but I de- I definitely sketch too, but. I think majority. I'd say probably sixty percent of the time, I will just go straight to Illustrator. Because if I kind of have it in my head, I, you know, I know what it's going to look like, and I'm like, I could probably build this out a lot faster in Illustrator yeah, than sitting and I sketching understand.
0: it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I'm and I just want to ask as well. I like, in terms of those sketches, obviously, what you're you are you you're, you're probably presenting sketches of quite finished looking work is there yeah. a process prior to that because i i, I mean I've, I've seen some of the sketches in a video that, that was on your website and it kind of looked like they just come out good every time straight away but a lot of my when i'm working in a sketchbook i scribble like i would never want anyone to see that because it's just <laughs> um i'm just brainstorming pretty much yeah. are, are you guys still doing that brainstorming process or uh, or is I don't know if this if this is the right way to explain it, but are you talented enough to actually just render something out as a sketch, and it just looks perfect enough to show your client?
1: I well, see, I don't <laughs> want to sound too arrogant. <laughs> like, i majority majority of the time, yes, we're able to to create a sketch that is pretty much going to be what the final is going to be. And the reason for that, and trust me, there we there are a lot of sketches that we don't show. Because Raw and I will literally... I mean, we have scribbles too, just you know, yeah. like you were saying. I mean, literally stuff that takes maybe five seconds just to get a basic shape of what this thing could look like. Yeah, and so I guess like, normally okay, you
0: would do those quick sketches and then actually further improve on that. And, and that's what you then actually show the client.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, we definitely try to show them as many sketches as possible because we know it's all going to get whittled down, but... For, you know, let's say we're showing like eight sketches that are logo concepts. There's probably another eight behind those that you're not seeing.
0: Yeah, sure. Just
1: that are, let's get this out of the way. Just, you know, this isn't going to sure. work. So we're not going to show that. And I will actually say a good example of this too is when we do packaging design, you know, where it's like a blister card, like a like an action figure toy. That's yeah. and in like, you yeah. know, has the plastic wrap. When Raul and I start designing concepts for that we always start with sketches pretty much every time and we will start with sketches that are very fast and we will basically just kind of start with a rectangle and start adding angles start adding cuts start adding fun die lines and that's literally how the finished product will will end up being based on which one they pick and we will actually present sketches of of uh of die lines and stuff for packaging, we'll present those to the clients Um, just so that they can kind of say like, we like the shape of this, this shape is a little too wild. This shape's way too expensive for us to make, you know um, it's, and that's a huge factor too is, you know, when we do um, packaging design, you know, it's a real challenge of how do you make this look really cool and dynamic, but also have it be kind of cost effective, for the toy companies where they could actually produce something like this. Um, so it's kind of, it's a challenge, but it's a fun challenge.
0: I just want to take a short break to tell you a little bit more about FreshBooks, who has sponsored this episode and made the Logo Geek podcast possible. So FreshBooks is an invoicing and accounting software for freelancers and small business owners to make their life easier. Here's a few of the noteworthy features. You can create, customize and send branded professional looking invoices in about 30 seconds. Your clients can then pay directly from those invoices. So so the experience is nicer and easier for them too. FreshBooks will also send automatic late payment reminders too. So if your clients haven't paid, you don't need to send any awkward emails. You don't need to be chasing them. You can focus on growing your business. That's just a taste of the features available. But I recommend that you try it out for yourself and you can do that with a free 30-day trial. To claim that, just head over to freshbooks.com/slash/logo forward geek and enter logo geek in the "How did you hear about?" section to get started. Now let's get back to that interview. One last thing on the note of sketches. I, I, there was a video on your or on the Hero website, and mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, there was one point when one of you did a sketch, and then another person finished it off in, in illustrator is is there a particular reason why on a project like that that you'd have two people work on on the project work on two different parts of that project um
1: time restraints is definitely a part of it um but but the other part of it is you know you know like i said ral and i've worked together for seven years and we have a pretty solid workflow like i know everything he's gonna show is is solid you know but you know, we definitely have our own personal strengths when it comes to styles. And so, you know, that, I think that was the color shifters project was what you're talking about. And so, like I said, Raul can knock out concepts super quick. And so for him, I think on that particular project, I think he was already kind of handling another project on his own. And so it was more efficient and quicker for him to just sketch out a concept. And I said, all right, I'll you know, I'll vector this thing out. And so, but there's also times when, you know, I'll, I'll vector something out and it's flat color and, you know, it happens to all of us, but, you know, I might get in a block, a creative block. And I'm like, dude, I just, for whatever reason, like, you know, I, I can't visualize like the, the color style or what the shines and gradients should look like. And, you know, I'll give it to Raul and he'll be like, all right, cool. And he'll kind of put his twist on it. And, you know, it usually ends up working out pretty pretty well like that and it's I know that might sound kind of unorthodox to people because you know a lot of people want to own you know their own stuff and say like you know I created that that's all me you know and you know they want to feel proud that they carried it all the way through but you know I don't I don't necessarily think Raul and I see it like that when we create stuff you know we just see it as a win if it gets approved (laughs) you know and uh you know if we actually get to see it in the real world then obviously we're doing something right and it's also kind of fun because you know there's a lot of projects that him and i have done that's pretty much collab work like yeah i vectored it he colored it or vice versa and we just kind of give each other a fist bump like solid knock it out (laughs) you know so
0: i think that leads on nicely to my next question because i i understand that as a team that you push each other to basically stay on the top of your game is there anything Mm -hmm. specific that you're doing to always make sure that you're just outputting the absolute best work that you can?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of kind of staying in a a zone sometimes. I think a lot of us are, you know, you get comfortable in a certain style and it's just, you know, it's your comfort zone. But, but I think for us, you know, I, myself, I'm, I'm pretty proficient in, you know, in, in illustrator and in, in Photoshop illustrator more so. And so is Raul, but you know, even though I've been doing this for a long time and so is he, I still ask him questions every day. Like, yeah. what do you think of this? Which, which, which color do you like more? Do you like the warp on this type? You know, do you think this little cut going through the E is cool or is it too much? You know, and he does the same thing. Like he'll be like, you know, which one do you like? And so we constantly are just kind of checking each other just to yeah. to make sure the stuff that we're doing looks the absolute best that it can before it gets sent off. And the other thing too is, you know, like I said, he does pull a lot of reference of stuff and he'll kinda of like call me over to his desk and be like, Hey, check out like this this cool texture or something. Like I found this, you know, I think this would be cool for this next project. And I'll be like, Yeah, for sure. And so you know, we, we try to make sure that what we're doing is definitely on par with what the client wants and whether that be using a specific texture style or, you know, warping type a certain way or using a certain typeface, you know, sans serif over like a slab serif. I mean, it's all kind of, you know, dives into the specifics, but I would say, you know, making sure that what, we are making doesn't look dated would be the primary thing is because you know you can use different styles but you want to make sure it looks you know like it exists today I mean unless they ask for something that looks retro I mean that's cool too Um, but yeah it's we there's definitely a lot of back and forth of communication which I think is a huge huge part of why the things that we work on end up looking the way they do um is just because there's a lot of filters that go through it before the final the final product actually gets out there
0: yeah yeah and again that actually leads on nicely to my next question i prior to the interview i made sure to watch everything else that you've done and i know that you you, there was a video that you did for lego inspirations and in Mm -hmm. that you mentioned that you're frequently trying new techniques to like learn and improve can i ask how you're going about doing that type of thing are you watching tutorials or are you just finding an example like like you just mentioned online or wherever you found it mm-hmm. and then just trying to replicate it in some
1: way yeah it's um definitely trying to replicate things kind of helps me learn and trust me there's a line between replicating and copying and I definitely yeah. <laughs> stay away from the copying um, but it's you know even when I was starting out as a designer you know I didn't know necessarily the proper way to build a logo but the way I learned it was I took a logo from from the internet and I plopped it in illustrator and you know I I redesigned on top of it and by doing that I kind of learned how to build shapes how to understand spacing in between certain objects you know what's the proper kerning between type you know that's that's kind of how you know part of myself myself taught is that a proper way to say it? I guess. Yeah. yeah I, I, I know, know what you mean. It's kind of how I taught. <laughs> yeah. Kind of how I taught myself, you know, at the beginning of all that. And so some of that is kind of the same thing today where if there's, if there's a specific thing where I'm just like, dude, why do you know, why does that work? Like it looks good, but why, you know, I'll kind of practice on top of, you know, a piece of type or something like that. And, uh, but you know, I also try to look for references on, you know, like I said, dribble or something or, you know, I'm on Instagram a lot and I follow a lot of different designers and illustrators. And I just, you know, I just drool over the stuff that they do. And uh, and it's it's cool because, you know, we're all kind of, you know, we are all in the graphic design industry. But there's so many different things that all of us do. And, you know, I'd, are you familiar with DKNG? i would assume i'm um, not no Maybe. but again
0: i'll link to no? in okay. the show notes
1: <laughs> yeah definitely check them out those dudes are amazing um yeah dan and uh, nate um, i actually met dan at uh, designer con a few months back and a super nice. cool guy um i didn't get to meet nate unfortunately i think he was uh, busy with a talk or something but uh, um but it was funny i actually got to talk to him because they do a lot of poster work you know, a lot of illustration and stuff for bands, like pr- well-known bands too. And, uh, and so I talked to him and I was talking about kind of the stuff that we do. And he was just like, Oh yeah, dude, like, you know, you're, I've seen your guys' like your logo work. Like, it's so fun. I would love to do a project like that. And I'm like, dude, are you kidding? Like I would love to do a poster project. So it's, it's funny that, you know, in, in their own, you know, our different respects that, you know, I very much enjoy the work I do, but I would love to do, you know, different types of work as well. And yeah. It goes I think vice everyone's versa everyone's like other that. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and honestly, I think that's, it's kind of a fun way to network with people because you just kind of appreciate each other's work. And so, you know, when I look at, you know, you know, kind of the way that they build out their, their halftone stuff for print when they do poster, when, when you check them out, you'll see, but, like they're masters at that stuff. And, you know, I'll, they have, I have a subscription on Skillshare. And so I'll watch that sometimes to get tips on like, you know, how, how did you build out that, that halftone in that specific way? And so, you know, try to remember that stuff when I design because it doesn't always, projects don't always call for specifics like that, but in the certain circumstances where they do, that's when I try to utilize like a new technique or, you know, you know, a, a thrashed distress style or something that I might not have been able to use before. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I think trying to try new techniques is a lot of, you know, kind of pulling good reference for myself and, and, and just seeing, you know, how to, how to improve what, what I already know.
0: Yeah. I think everything you, you've said for as as your approach is, is really good advice. Cause I, I know when I first started that I'm, self-taught myself oh wow um, and I, I think Solid. you know taking taking something that that you that, that you find and trying to work out how it was put together just by playing with different things you know just to try and see how it's done is one of the best ways to, to to learn even if it's just tracing over the top of um someone else's logo just to try and work out how it was constructed or why it looks good why is the kerning that way you know uh, I I look up to to agencies like pentagram and it's like even though their work is really simple it's just good to, just to look at it like why is it actually like that and right you know through the years i've learned so much like about um optical adjustments you know like uh, you know when you put a grid across something it's like why is that slightly out like that why is that not perfectly round mm-hmm. you just learn so much by doing that so oh, totally what he said is is amazing and as well watching those skillshare courses or any online courses just to keep learning and improving is mm-hmm. um, absolutely the, the the best way to keep going so i think that the way that you're doing it is probably the absolute best way to do it
1: yeah yeah and uh, kind of touch on what you're saying you know about like playing with different shapes i know i kind of i heard the podcast he did with, with uh draplin and he kind of uses that term you know playing with stuff and that's yeah, honestly <laughs> that's that's really what it is it's you know i feel like the kind of stuff that we do here is you literally get to play with stuff i mean that if you look at i mean you can't see obviously but um like our office is filled with toys like i'm sitting on my yeah. desk right now and like <laughs> i'm looking at at least 20 different toys that are on a shelf that i have in front of me i have illustration work on almost every wall i have a lightsaber mounted up in front of me i mean you know, it's it's really important to surround yourself with things that make you feel comfortable and make you feel good. And especially with, you know, us doing a lot of work for the toy industry, like it's really good to subconsciously be in that mindset of just staying youthful, you know, and just yeah. keeping things fun. Because I, you know, if you're not having fun, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. You know, like not not the industry to be in if you can't enjoy it yeah
0: yeah i i loved seeing your office so, uh, there's a video on your on the hero website and you know oh, yeah you've got that's right. a life-size kylo red in, in one oh, room yeah. and uh my my office is i mean it's it's a small room but i've got um you know in front of me i've got a one of these 32 inch cowboy figures and i've got a link the oh, folder cool. over there and uh, oh yeah, I just got I just got an office full of um stereotypical nerdy stuff, but for me it it inspires me because mm-hmm. um you know things like Toy Story I've got a lot of the Toy Story figures and and to me they they just look like the the actual characters from the from the film like they're going to come alive, but oh, I yeah. I like the whole story that um of how they came into existence and how s- those characters that I you know love watching someone actually mm-hmm. sat down and wrote a story someone drew out that character someone then animated it built it you know sculpted it it's like it's um everyone that built that was doing a job and for, for me mm-hmm. it's it's really exciting so I like to kind of surround myself with pretty much the same kind of thing as, as you guys just a because I love those things but b just because um you know they they kind of capture that child <laughs> child within me and i yeah, think it's, it's that nostalgia to keep that. yeah
1: yep no it's it's super important and and you know uh, another thing too is like they in in our building kind of area almost every other building that's in the complex we're in is you go in there and it's white walls i mean yeah. just <laughs> and and i mean and white walls but with nothing on them i mean like not even a picture or put po- and I've seen people's offices and it's funny because you know some of the people we know you know for the most part the people that are in our building but they'll come into our office and they're like whoa like what do yeah. you guys do you know and I'm <laughs> you know I'll explain to them and they're like do you guys even work in here and I'm like yeah and they're like well you have like a PlayStation 4 set up and you have TVs and you have like toys every like what do you guys do and so I'll explain it to them but You know, again, it goes back to, and, you know, our, we have kind of like our, our corporate colors of orange and like a cream color and a dark gray on different walls because, you know, it just aesthetically, it looks nice and you feel like you're in a kind of cozy spot when you come in here. And, you know, we just, people that come to visit, which, you know, I love having people visit at the office and I just, you know, it's fun to make them feel welcome. And it's cool to come into a place where you feel like it's, there's no worries, you know, there's, it's like, it's fun don't well when I say no worries trust me we have pretty hard deadlines to (laughs) me but um but you know I I guess the main thing to take away is like I love coming to the studio I mean a lot of people see Monday as like oh god I gotta get through this Monday but me I'm like no it's you know I come to work like I get to work on you really fun stuff and you know I leave at the end of the day and get to go home with my wife and my son and you know, do it all over again. And it's you know everything's good. It's just, it's all good vibes, you know? And I think that's, yeah. that's a really important thing for, for this type of industry.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's really nice to hear that. And I'm, I'm hoping that people will kind of hear what you said. And hopefully if, if they don't enjoy the work that they're doing, hopefully they'll look um, for work that they will actually enjoy. I was going to say as well, sure. one benefit with, with your office is that, um, it's, it's kind of relevant to your line of work as well. So you, when you have meetings, because you guys are mm-hmm. doing the the packaging for a lot of toys and, um, you know, movie theme kind of things, it makes sense mm-hmm. for, for your brand to actually have the, the office surrounded in that way. And then when people do come into that environment, they totally mm-hmm. buy into everything that you're doing. And it probably helps you guys secure more work when you get the clients in.
1: Yeah. Well, so to touch on that, I mean, you know, for, for clients like Hasbro, you know, they, they're in Rhode Island is where they're based, which, I mean, I don't know if you're kind of familiar with where that, but they're, we're on the West coast, they're on the East coast. So okay. unfortunately, you know, we can't really get them into the office, but, um, yeah, but we have, I mean, we have had some of our clients like come down and they check out this, you know, like, Oh, cool. Like, yeah. You know, I, I saw that before I remember that project, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, the majority of, of our conversations with clients are, you know, through phone conference or sometimes, you know, with Nickelodeon, we've been doing video conference, um, with them because they're in like New Jersey, New York area. Um, but no, I mean, clients that we've had in here, they definitely, you know, something in here resonates with them, you know, and we don't necessarily know what that is. You know, we just like to have cool stuff. Um, but no, it definitely what you're saying. It definitely helps, kind of, you know, solidify that you know we love what we do. Because you know, if it'd be one thing if we were doing this type of work, but then you come into our office and there's nothing in it, it would almost seem like oh, you guys are literally just doing this just to, you know, yeah, just, collect just a paycheck for money, or
0: something. Just as a job, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's like no, you come in here and it's what you see is you know what you get. Like we are very passionate about the type of work that we do. And it shows when you walk in here, you know, and so, you know, I think that's, that's really important for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see that in all the photos and, um, you know, just on the website and videos and you know, how, how you're talking about it. You guys absolutely love what you're doing and it's, um, you know, it's obviously that's the reason, one of the reasons why you've been able to be so successful. Well, we're near the end of our time. So I want to kind of throw one more question at you. Okay. Now, if you could travel back in time and offer yourself just one piece of advice, what would that advice be?
1: You know, I, th- I think a couple of people have asked me this and I <laughs> feel like I've given a different answer every time. And so I'm going to give a different answer this time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I think kind of knowing the things I know now and being in this, you know, this creative industry for, for you know, a considerable amount of time. I, I would definitely network with a lot more people as a younger self, um, of you know, a younger version of myself. Because you know, I, I've, I've kind, of, it's kind of fun to meet people that think similar to how I do, especially when it comes to this style of work. And it's really fun to kind of feed off of that energy. Um, you know, uh, Michael Fugoso. I don't know if you if you're familiar with his work, uh, Fugstrader. Um, but he's, uh, he's kind of the homie and he's in San Diego too as well, but his work is amazing. And he, I literally met him just through Instagram. Like I think he was selling a pin or something. And I said, Hey, do you you know, do you have any more of those? I'm in San Diego. And he's like, Oh, I am too. And you know, we kind of, that's how we ended up meeting face to face. And you know, that's how we ended up doing that video that's on the hero website was with him. Um, and so it's, you know, going to events like DesignerCon, I got to meet Draplin there, you know. I mean, and that was like amazing to me um, because that, that guy really is – he's a huge teddy bear. And for anybody else that's met him – he yeah, really is as well.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah he's, he's amazing. Oh, awesome. Yeah, like um I've I interviewed him on the podcast as you mentioned and yeah. uh he was at uh, the Birmingham Festival here in England and uh oh, he's cool. he's so cool. He he remembered my name and um that's he awesome. is a he's he is very huggable. Like you just want to go up and hug, hug the guy and um it, everyone pretty much wants to go up to him have a picture with him and he's just such a genuinely yeah. nice guy and also incredibly talented as well i understand why everyone loves him
1: yeah but he's also so humble like i mean that guy is every you know he is the real deal you know it's it's easy to kind of kind of build a facade in your mind about somebody else because you haven't met them before but you know as big of a designer of you know as as well known i should as well known as a designer he is you you know when i met him i'm like dude i within seconds i was like dude i feel like i've known you forever, you know, and he is that type of guy. So for, yeah, to, to answer your question, I would definitely network with people earlier on in my, my career, um, just because it's really important to build those relationships with, with other people who are in the same kind of field you are And it, you know, it, it helps branch out with, with, uh, different projects and, you know, just learning about what other people do and what they're passionate about. And, uh, you know, you'd, you'd be surprised like how many people you meet that that you can just easily click with. You know, it's like yeah. being, you know, like you and I, I mean, we could talk about Star Wars for days. Yeah, and we, could, that we could talk seen, for
0: a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah. And see, and somebody that hasn't seen the movie, they don't, you know, they don't have a clue what we're talking about. So, you know, I think surrounding yourself with people who, for one, you know, are better than you is a big is a big takeaway too, because it just helps you become better. But, you know, surrounding yourself with good people and, you know, people that are interested in the same things you are is a, is a, is a big thing I probably would have told myself back in the day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think that's really good advice because I've, I know people that are, you know, they're like in their twenties and they're just networking so much. And uh, and I just think I I wish I did uh, more of that, you know, 10 years ago. Um, because I I do think you know just connecting with people you get more opportunities you learn more you Mm -hmm. get more inspired you get more driven it it does make such a difference and uh, thankfully I I think we're quite lucky here today because it's there's Facebook groups online like the the Lego Geek community I started that two years ago I've made so many Mm -hmm. friends through that community Um, and yeah it's and instagram like you said twitter stuff like that is so easy to meet people um mm-hmm. you know in your area and you know there's loads of events and stuff like that and yeah it's just a really good time um to actually meet and network so that's fantastic advice well, Miles, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I, I really appreciate you taking a, an hour out of your Saturday morning to um, chat with me, and uh, I hope that listeners of this show are really going to enjoy it as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ian, for having me. It's it's been a real pleasure.
0: Wow, such an amazing interview, Miles. Thank you so much for coming on as a guest. If you'd like to learn more about Miles Mendoza, head over to the Hero Design website and that's h r o design.com or check out the show notes for this episode for links to the Hero website and all of Miles's social platforms and links to anything we discussed in this interview as well as the full transcription. To find the show notes, just head over to logogeek.uk forward slash 4.3. If you want to have a chat about this episode with me and over 6,000 other logo designers from around the world, head over to logogeek.uk forward slash community to find the Logo Geek community on Facebook. It's totally free to join and it's one of the best places in the world to meet and connect with other logo designers. So that's it for this week, um, but thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and I hope to see you again next week for another exciting episode of the Logo Geek Podcast.